contradiction exists between that and this must be resolved <coughs> so that is how this statement that is this devadatta asks us to resolve the contradiction existing between that and this something that is away paroksha and something that is pratyaksha so parokshatvam and pratyakshatvam both are given up thatness and thisness both are given up because that and this contradict each other refer to different entities and if they have to refer to the same entity then this contradictory elements should be eliminated and then alone we can arrive at that which is free from the contradictions this is what we do and that is how the bodha the knowledge takes place when someone says this is that devadatta this is that so and so in front of you is that child which which played with you 10 years ago then that child and this one apparently has no similarity but then since that statement says both are one therefore all the dissimilarities are negated in your mind and that which is similar or the common element is what we appreciate and same thing the shruti says tattvamasi that refers to what that that again is what away which is different from you away in different away in time away in place and usually for ishvara what kind of a concept do we have ishvara is something away up there in the, sp- in, the in the sky somewhere definitely different from me i know for sure that there may not be anything else about me i am not sure but one thing i am sure i am not ishvara that is definite 
that Ishvara is different from me. And so Ishvara is what they call Paroksha, not before me, away from me. Since he is not before me, since we take Ishvara or Lord away from me, therefore we always use the word, the pronoun that, that Lord. And who am I? I am the one who is immediately known to me. So I am Aparoksha or Pratyaksha. Or who am I? I am a limited entity. So Tvampada, you, meaning I, is something that is directly known to me. But how is it known? Known to me as a limited self. Ishwa is that. And that is also known to me. How? As something that is away from me, removed from me, something that is remote. But the entity of the principle, that is limitless. So everyone has this concept of Ishwara, the Lord. He must be limitless, otherwise we won't be happy with that Lord. So he, immediately the Lord brings us, brings in our mind a concept of the principle that is omniscient, omnipotent, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-pervading, but different from me. So in Ishwara, the Parokshatvam is involved. Parokshatvam, remoteness. It is that remoteness which separates me from the Lord. And in I, there is no remoteness, but what is there? The sense of limitation. So I, Tvam or I, is characterized by a sense of limitation, and Tat or Lord is characterized by what we call remoteness. So Tat is remote, Ishvara is remote, and Tvam is right here immediate, so they are contradictory. I am limited, Ishvara is limitless, and therefore also they are contradictory. So limited thing and limitless cannot be one, and that which is right now and that which is remote also cannot be one. And still Shruti says, Tattvamasi, that thou art. So what do we do? If you have to understand this statement, then these contradictory elements have to be given up. It's simple algebra, isn't it? What is a contradictory element? Remoteness associated with the Lord. It cannot be right. Otherwise, Lord cannot be I. And sense of limitation associated with I also cannot be right. Otherwise, I cannot be Lord. <coughs> you see that? So this statement does two things. It eliminates remoteness from Brahman and it eliminates a sense of limitation from me. So these are the two contradictory elements. When they are eliminated, Maya, Avidya, Vihaya, Evam. Forget about this Maya and Avidya, these words, but this is very easy to understand. How in our mind, Ishwara, Lord, Brahman is always different, away, remote. That's the reason why there is always an effort on our part to reach Brahman, to grasp Him, to know Him, to visualize Him, to objectify Him. And also an inbuilt, inherent concept in me that I am a limited entity. And therefore always a rejection of myself or always an effort, effort to become something different from what I am. And so always a rejection of myself in the sense is a dissatisfaction with myself and a constant attempt to become different, become bigger, better, happier, become limitless. Now we are trying to accomplish two impossible tasks. On one hand, I am trying to become limitless because sense of limitation I cannot accept. On the other hand, I am trying to bring that Lord before me because of remoteness I cannot accept. 
if what is remote, if it is really remote, it cannot be brought in front of me. And if this is really limited, it cannot become limitless. But these two things we are always trying to do. And always a frustrating experience. All frustrations of life result from this, basically. The Upanishad says that you are that. You are what you are trying to be. And you are the limitless. You are Brahman. Meaning that that limitlessness is not away from you. So that remoteness is immediately, is immediately falsified. Remote means that is called the Badha. Falsification. That my notion that limitlessness or Brahman or Lord is away from me, that is shown to be wrong by Shruti. If Shruti is Pramanam, now we are accepting Shruti or Upanishad as Pramanam, means a valid means of knowledge. And therefore this particular statement, Tattva Masi, we accept it as a basis. And then we examine whether something should be done with my present understanding in order to understand what Upanishad has to say. I cannot continue to retain my present understanding and then hope to understand what the Upanishad has to say. But I take what the Upanishad has to say as a basis and then examine my own understanding. Upanishad says that I am Lord or I am Brahman, so I cannot be limited. And so that limitation must only be a sense, it cannot be real. And that must have arisen from the taking something else as I, namely Upadi which is limited. And taking that upadi to be I, the sense of limitation arises. So, maya vidya vihaya evam, that upadi is to be given up. What is to be given up? The identification with the upadi. This body, mind, intellect, which I take to be I, that identification alone creates the sense of limitation. That should be given up. And Ishvara is remote, and that remoteness also is due to upadi. He is all-pervasive, all-powerful, omnipotent, omniscient, etc. So all of that also is due to Upadhi, which is called Maya. And this is no, Ishvara is not away from you. Limitless is not away from you. And so the remoteness is eliminated by this. Which means what I am experiencing is Brahman. What I am right now is Brahman. Limitless, not away from me. The sense of limitation and sense of remoteness. Both of these are eliminated simply by placing tat and tvam in the same adhikaranam, same locus. Now you try to do this, that's all. What is Vedanta? Is, is to actualize this, I mean, to see the meaning of this. And for that, our whole approach also should be like this. That we do not give reality to our sense of limitation. If we give reality to our sense of limitation, and then hope to remove that, well, it's not going to work. Because Upanishad says you already are limitless, which means sense of limitation is a sense. So, not giving reality, trying to understand, where does the sense of limitation arise? Arises from Upadhi, Avidya. Avidya means this, this limited equipment, which is a product of Avidya. And that alone bring, creates a sense of remoteness with the Lord also. So, parajīvayoho māyā vidyē upādi evam vihāyā. So, giving up the upādi is merely giving up the notion which arises from what we call identification or superimposition of the quality of one upon the other. 
superimposing the qualities or attributes of upadi upon I that creates a sense of limitation. When this is given up, akhandam satchidanandam param brahmahiva lakshade. What then remains? What remains means what I discover myself to be is akhandam. There is no khanda, no division between tat and tvam. Satchidanandam, which is sat, chit and ananda, which is attributeless. Param, limitless. Brahma, Brahmahiva lakshade. That limitless Brahman with Rakhandam Satchidanandam, that is what is implied by this statement, Tattvamasi, that thou art. And so, we stop giving reality to the sense of limitation, to samsara, to suffering, to anything. If we give reality, that then it becomes a, 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 a real thing. A thing is as real as the reality I give it, that's all. And so, sense of limitation is false. This is what it said. And that you have to reach something which is away from you, different from you, that also is false. And so, bheda bhavanat sohamityasau bhavana vida pavanimata. Ramana Maharshi said, soham ityasau abhida bhavana. Soham, that I am, iti abhida bhavana. This bhavana or this knowledge of non-duality, abheda is pavani mata bheda bhavana rather than taking that brahman saha as different from aham brahman is different from me and then trying to remove that difference trying to bridge that gap you know trying to do something in order to bring about a oneness start with soham as the one as, as the thing and then see the fallacy of the duality not just start with duality and then bring about non-duality by an effort but start with non-duality and see the fallacy of duality. So this is what it is. Soham iti abhida bhavana, bheda bhavana, pavani mata. This is very sacred. Pavani mata. It is very sacred because it will eliminate all the impurities and all the notions arising from this bheda bhavana. <coughs> this is the lakshana vritti is this. Lakshana vritti means the knowledge that takes place because the direct meanings are not applicable, therefore we have to see which aspect is applicable. Even though I am a limited person, I am a limited being, I am conscious all right. I take that part. I am conscious. Ahamasmi, I am, fine. Ahambhami, I shine, fine. And do I love myself? Yes. Kadachit naham apriyaha. I am never, I never dislike myself. So this is Something that I take about myself. Is Lord, Lord is? Yes. Lord shines? Yes. Is Lord dear? Yes. So, asti bhati priyam, asmi bhami priyam. So, these are the, what we call common aspects and sense of limitation and sense of remoteness. Both are uncommon, meaning both are superimposed upon asti bhati priyam. When you superimpose limitation upon asti priyam, that becomes jiva. And when you superimpose remoteness upon asti priyam, that becomes ishvara. Both are projections of superimpositions. And so, attempt in our life is to see that this is superimposition and then slowly learn to not give reality to that. <coughs> then what lakshade? 
So what is in fact intended, what is implied there is Satchidananda means Asti Bhati Priyam. Akhandam, one Asti Bhati Priyam cannot be separated from another Asti Bhati Priyam because Asti Bhati Priyam doesn't have any attribute, doesn't have any form, doesn't have any limitation. So I cannot say where this Asti Bhati Priyam ends and where that Asti Bhati Priyam begins. If Asti had a form, then I can say it is confined here. If Bhati had some qualities, then we can say it only belongs, these are the qualities and not other. It excludes something. It doesn't have a form, so it cannot be confined to a space. doesn't have qualities or attributes, therefore doesn't exclude anything. And therefore, Asti Bhati Priyam that I am, and Asti Bhati Priyam the Lord is, are one alone. There is no khanda or no division. Such Param Brahmaiva Lakshate. This is how Mahavakya, this is how Upanishad, seeks to teach us. By immediately declaring the fallacy or unreality or mithyatvam of the sense of limitation and the sense of remoteness. Understand? <coughs> now comes a, what we call a, an, an intellectual gymnastic, you know, that follows here. Well, sometimes that also is part of our training. Nanu kim mahavakyena laksham savikalpam uta nirvikalpam. The basic question is param brahman that you are talking about, which is the implied meaning of this mahavakya, this statement, is that brahman savikalpa or nirvikalpa? Is it brahman with attribute or without attribute? That's the question. Savikalpam. Vikalpena sahavartate is savikalpam. So that vikalpa means attributes. Is Brahman which is taught by the Mahavakya, is that Brahman with attributes or without attributes? Iti vikalpya, this is a vikalpa, these are alternatives. One meaning of the word vikalpa is attribute. Other meaning of the word vikalpa is alternative, you see. So savikalpam, nirvikalpam when we say, that vikalpa word which is there means attributes. Is Brahman Savikalpam with attribute or Nirvikalpam without attribute? Iti Vikalpaha, such an alternative is there. These two alternatives being there. Prasame Paksham Doshamaha Purvavadi. There is a Purvavadi, a Purupakshi. And he says that there are problems in both. When you say that Brahman is taught by the Upanishad through what we call Lakshanavrutti or by implication, then some problems arise. Please tell us whether the Brahman that is taught or implied by Upanishad is it Savikalpam with attributes or Nirvikalpam without attributes. <coughs> Verse 49 shows that there are doshas, logical fallacies in both whether Brahman is Savikalpam or Nirvikalpam. <coughs> Savikalpasya Lakshyatve Lakshyasya syada vastuda Nirvikalpasya lakshyatvam Nadrashtam nachasambhavi Savikalpasya lakshyatve If Brahman, which is lakshyam <coughs> 
If Brahman that is implied, Lakshatva means the state of being implied. If what is implied by this Mahavakya, Tattva Masih, that Brahman is Savikalpam, then Lakshasya Syad Avastuta. Then if Brahman is Savikalpam, then it cannot be real because that which is with attributes is, is going to be perishable and therefore it cannot be real. Nirvikalpasya Lakshatvam. And if Brahman is Nirvikalpam, then Lakshatvam Nadrashtam Natasambhavi. That is Nirvikalpam or attributeless can never be pointed out. It can never be implied. Nadrashtam, we never know. Natasambhavi is not even possible. <coughs> Fundamental problem. How do you know Brahman or how do you ever communicate Brahman? You cannot. Yato Vacho Nivartante Aprapya Manasasaha. That from which the words along with the mind return, meaning that that which cannot be described by words, nor can it be visualized or objectified by the mind. And still you say, it should be known. How can it be known? If it can be described by words or visualized by the mind, then it must be something with attributes, in which case it cannot be, uh, it cannot be eternal, it has to be perishable. And if it is without the attributes, then there is no ground on which the words can describe it or mind can visualize it, in which case it cannot be known. So, both ways there is problem. Says the Tikakara, Savikalpasya, Vikalpena, Viparitatvena, Kalpitena, Nama Jatyadina, Rupena, Sahavartatevi, Savikalpam, Tasya Lakshatve, Vakyena Bodhyatve, Lakshasya Vakyasadaya, Lakshasya Avastudasyat, Mithyatvam syat. <coughs> Understand Savikalpasya. Savikalpam vikalpena sahavartate savikalpam. That's sa. Sa means with. In Sanskrit it's called saha. Saha vikalpa, but because of the rule in Sanskrit it becomes savikalpa. Savikalpa means with attributes. So that which is with attributes is called with attributes. So, vikalpena sahavartareti savikalpam, that which obtains with vikalpa, that which is possessed of vikalpa is called savikalpam. What is meant by vikalpa? Viparitatvena kalpitatvam vikalpatvam. Viparita kalpana. Viparita kalpana means that which is imagined to be different from what it is. That which is different, that is imagined to be or projected to be quite different or contradictory to what it is. That's called Viparita Kalpana, Vikalpa. But Vikalpa again is, is consisting, consists of two elements, V and Kalpa. V means Viparita, Kalpa means Kalpana. Kalpana means to imagine. And Viparita Kalpana means to imagine contrary-wise. It's Viparita Kalpana. And so this Nama, Jati, Guna, Kriya, Sambandha, all of these are Kalpanas. They are called Vikalpas. That a thing has name, that it is a species, that it is a quality, that it is a relationship. All of these will be the different attributes that can possibly be associated with a thing. And so, if Brahman were Savikalpam, meaning Brahman were with attributes, then what would be the possible attributes? Brahman would have a name, or would have some qualities, or would have some relationship, or would have some uh, function. 
then it would be called Savikalpam. So that which is possessed of all such Vikalpas or all such attributes would be called Savikalpam. <coughs> if that Brahman which is Savikalpam, Tasya Lakshatve, if that is Laksham, Vakyena Bodhyatve, so Lakshanavrutya Bodhyatve, if that Brahman can be taught or can be made to be understood by what we call Lakshanavrutti, it can be implied. Lakshasya Vakyatataya. Since that Laksham is the meaning of the Vakya, Lakshasya Avastuta Syat, Mithyatvam Syat. Anything that is Savikalpam is Mithya. The attributes are all going to be perishable because a quality can never remain what it is. A function can never be the same, constant. A relation also can never be the same, constant. Meaning that all these vikalpas or attributes such as nama, kriya, guna, sambandha, all of these are going to be perishable, changing. And Brahman that is possessed of this changing or perishable attributes would also be perishable, meaning that it would not be real, it would be mithya. So if Upanishads seek to teach Brahman that is with attributes, that Brahman which is taught by them would not be a real entity, would be mithya. And so, avastuta syat, vastu means reality, avastuta unreality, that Brahman which is taught as savikalpam, then it would be unreal, if it is attributes, unreal. <coughs> we say, no, no, Brahman that is sought to be taught by Upanishad is nirvikalpam. We say, okay, dvitiye doshamaha, if you said Brahman is nirvikalpam, without attributes, then nirvikalpasyati, nirvikalpasya, nama jatyadina rahitasya, lakshatvam, nadrashtam loke, nakkvapitrashtam, nachasambhavi, upapadyamanavapi nabhavati. If, if there is something that is without any attributes such as name, or quality, or function, or species or birth, or relationship, if such a thing is there, then how can you ever describe it? How can you even point out? How can you ever teach it? Because for a word to describe anything, we can describe a thing only with reference to its quality, with reference to its name, with reference to its function, with reference to its relationship. Then we don't have any way of describing a thing. So they have analyzed and said that, this Kriya, Jati, Guna, Sambandha, so these are the attributes in with reference to which a object can be described. And if Brahman doesn't have any of these attributes, then Brahman is beyond description. In which case, you can never teach it, never point it out. For pointing out, for Brahman to be taught by Lakshanavrti, Brahman must have at least the attribute of possessing the Lakshanavrti. Brahman must have Lakshatvam, you know. If Brahman is Laksham, meaning that which is implied, that it must be possessed of the quality of Lakshatvam, that it must be the one that can be implied. So to be implied also becomes what? An attribute. That becomes Vikalpa, attribute. And you say that Brahman is Nirvikalpam. And so that which is Nirvikalpam without attribute, cannot also be possessed of the attribute of being implied. So, Brahman is Lakshyam 
and Brahman is Laksham is what? Brahman is that which is possessed of the attributes of Lakshatvam. So Lakshatvam to be to be implied that also becomes what? An attribute of Brahman. And that is not possible. So that which is without attribute cannot also be possessed of the attribute called Lakshatvam and therefore it can never be implied. Na upapadyamanam na sambhavi. We do not find an object without attributes being described or, or revealed or at all, nor it may it is logical in as much as for any object or anything to be taught, it must have the attributes being taught. So being teachable, let us say, becomes an attribute of something that is taught. So being reachable is an attribute of something that can be reached. If something is reachable, it has an attribute of being reached being reachable. Also, if something can be taught, it must have the attributes of being teachable. So, if Brahman can be implied, it must, it must have the attribute of being impliable, lakshatvam, and then it becomes with attribute. And therefore, lakshatvam also cannot be in Brahman, and therefore, nor do we know of such a thing that can be implied, which has no attributes, nor do we see any possibility also logically. <coughs> That's what Tikakara says. Lakshatva dharmavataha nirvikalpattva vyaghadati yavata. A Brahman is laksham, means lakshatva dharmavat, possessed of dharma or attribute called lakshatvam. Then all, if it is possessed of that attribute called lakshatvam, then you cannot call it nirvikalpam. It becomes savikalpam. And so vyaghada, vyaghada means a contradiction. To say that Brahman is nirvikalpam and then to say that it can be implied meaning possessed of the attribute of lakshatvam, that is vyaghata. <coughs> so interesting vyaghata. Vadato vyaghata. In your very statement there is a contradiction. This fellow says, he says, I don't have a tongue, he says, you know. What does he say? I don't have a tongue. This is called Vadato Vyaghata. Your very statement reveals what? A contradiction. If you don't have a tongue, you cannot talk. It says, I don't have a tongue. Says, my mother is barren, you know. Now, mother means what? Mother means that one who has child. And so, to mother, word mother is totally contradictory to being barren. So, these are called Vyaghata, these statements. So also for you to say that Brahman is Lakshyam, meaning that Brahman is Nirvikalpam and still Lakshyam. That is Vyagata because in order for Brahman to be Lakshyam, it must be possessed of Lakshatva Dharma, which itself becomes a Vikalpa, and therefore to call it Nirvikalpam and Lakshyam is what Vyagata contradiction. <coughs> so this fellow thinks that he is very smart. And he's put us into a lot of difficulty, you know. How are you going to tell us now? Is your Brahman that is taught by by Upanishad Savikalpam or Nirvikalpam? With attribute or without attribute? With attribute, it can't be real. Without attribute, it cannot be taught. And Upanishads teach Brahman, then Brahman is teachable, so it becomes with attribute. So there is a Vyaghata. <coughs> now Siddhanti, what does he do? Siddhanti jatyuttaratvat na idam chodyamiti vikalpapurvakam 
தோஷமாக ஸோ ஜாத்தியுத்தரம் அசதுத்தரம் யோர் கொஸ்டன் இட் செல்ஃப் இஸ் ஃபால்ஸ் அண்ட் தேர் ஃபார் தேர் கெனாட் பி அன் ஆன்சர் திஸ் கொஸ்டன் ஹவ் எவர் வென் யூ ஃபைண்ட் த கொஸ்டன் இட் செல்ஃப் இஸ் நாட் ப்ராப்பர் தென் யூ மஸ்ட் கொஸ்டன் த கொஸ்டன் in order to bring about its fallacy so when when you go out as students of vedanta you will be confronted with variety of questions is you are not obliged to answer a question anyway first of all you need not take that burden upon yourself that i can answer all the questions but if you find that the question is meaningless or question itself is just uh, for the sake of question or question is ridiculous then if you answer the ridiculous question then your answer also will be ridiculous and therefore you must question that question and expose the ridiculousness of that question and that is how the question is answered you follow so very often we answer the questions by questioning the question and opening up or revealing you know the stupidity or or you know inconsistency or illogicality involved in that question and that is how the question is put to rest that is what is done here jatyuttaratvat since your question is really not proper na idam chodyam this really doesn't form a question jatyuttara means what saman virodhi uttara your answer given the same kind of the question so if the question is simply to confuse you then you also give a reply which also to confuse or the question is just to uh, you know uh, yeah not confuse you but to uh, trap you then you give an answer also of the same kind you know so therefore now he raises the nature of the question what do you mean by a question you see and i have we have found anyway that most of the time the questions are only answered because when a person asks the question he is not thought about his question also he doesn't quite understand what the question comes from and when we ask him to analyze this question then he himself either realizes that there is inconsistency in his question he is not thought about quite what the question means or that the question is merely asked for the sake of asking any one of these things get immediately revealed <coughs> so vikalpa purvakam doshamaha now we are finding dosha in his question he found a dosha in brahman or in the, in the teaching of upanishad we are finding a dosha or 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 a defect involved in his very question <coughs> okay so the verse 50 says here <coughs> vikalpo nirvikalpasya savikalpasya va bhaved adye vyahrati ranyatra ஆதிவியாஹதிரோ நிர்விகல்பஸ்லீஸ்டிங் savikalpasya nirvikalpasyava the vikalpa or the question that you are asking does it pertain to savikalpa 
और निर्विकल्प आद्य व्याहत ही व्याहत मीन्स व्याघात कॉन्ट्रडिक्शन इफ यू आर आस्किंग क्वेश्चन परटेनिंग टू निर्विकल्प इफ देर इज अ विकल्प ऑफ द निर्विकल्प देन देर इज अ कॉन्ट्रडिक्शन बिकॉज दैट विच इज निर्विकल्प इज डिवर्ड ऑफ विकल्प एंड देर कैनो बी विकल्प ऑफ समथिंग दैट इज डिवर्ड ऑफ विकल्प सो निर्विकल्प से विकल्प इज व्याहत ही इज कॉन्ट्रडिक्शन एंड सविकल्प से विकल्प है that involves all kinds of problems logical problems <coughs> we'll read it and see if you can understand what they have to say says sarikalpasya va nirvikalpasya lakshyatvam iti vayo vikalpastvaya krutah sarikalpasya lakshyatvam va nirvikalpasya lakshyatvam you ask this question that when upanishad teaches by lakshana vritti by implication Is that Brahman that is stored as savikalpam or nirvikalpam? Meaning, savikalpasya lakshatvam, utan nirvikalpasya lakshatvam. When you ask this question, that lakshatvam is of savikalpa or lakshatvam is of nirvikalpa? Sahakim nirvikalpasya uta savikalpasya bhavet. That vikalpa, that very question that you are asking, the alternative that you raise. that vikalpa or the alternative does it pertain to savikalpa or nirvikalpa adye prathame pakshe vyahatihi tvaya ukto vyagatah eva anyatra dvitiye pakshe anavasthadeh so this is the time when i think i have to use the blackboard you know to uh, demonstrate here <coughs> so first is निर्विकल्प से विकल्प है बिकॉज वेन देर इज अ विकल्प दिस कैन बी आइडल फॉर सविकल्प और निर्विकल्प राइट विकल्प कैन बी आइडल फॉर सविकल्प और निर्विकल्प कॉन्ट्रडिक्शन so vikalpa of the nirvikalpa is a vyahati is contradiction is it clear if it's not clear then we will clarify it. i mean this is open to question ha huh? so this vikalpa is in sense of alternative this vikalpa is in sense of attribute <coughs> yeah because He is presenting an alternative that this nirvikalpa has vikalpa of lakshyatvam or savikalpa has vikalpa of lakshyatvam. Nirvikalpa cannot have vikalpa, and therefore your question itself doesn't make sense. Then you are asking whether savikalpa has vikalpa. Now that is the second thing that we have to analyze, and then what happens by that? <coughs> सभी कल्पस्थ विकल्प है नाउ दिस इज व्हाट वी वांट टू एनालाइज 
Now what is Savikalpa? Here also there are two elements, Sa and Vikalpa, understand. With Vikalpa is called Savikalpa. If you want to write this in Sanskrit, then it will be written like this. Vikalpena Sahavartadeti Savikalpaha. That which obtains with Vikalpa is called Savikalpa. Vikalpasya Vikalpaha, Savikalpasya Vikalpaha, Tasya Vikalpaha, Savikalpasya Vikalpaha. Is that clear? What is Savikalpa? Vikalpena Saha. It is Savikalpaha. Savikalpasya Vikalpaha means this one is Savikalpa. Tasya means Savikalpasya Vikalpaha. So, now if you want to analyze, what happens is, there are so many vikalpas involved here. Vikalpena saha vartate, this vikalpena is in the third case, it is called trutiyanta. You must have perhaps learned in grammar that, these adverb, I mean this, adja, I mean uh, in decline was saha, sadham, sakam, all of these always given the third case. So, Ramena saha Lakshmanaha. So when Lakshmana goes with Rama, then that is in the third case. So saha is there, therefore this vikalpa is placed in the third case. Vikalpena saha, it is savikalpaha. That which is with vikalpa is called savikalpa. And of that, a vikalpa. So there is a vikalpa here, and there is a vikalpa here. This vikalpa is in the third case, trutiyantaha. This vikalpa in the first case, prasamantaha. Prasama means a nominative, prasamantaha, that which ends in prasama is called prasamantaha. So this vikalpa, is it right? This is trutiyantaha in the third case, prasamantaha in the first case. The question is, please tell us whether this vikalpa is the same as this vikalpa. Now what are the possibilities? This vikalpa is the same as this vikalpa or that vikalpa is different from this vikalpa. Meaning the prasamanda vikalpa is the same as trutiyanda vikalpa or is the same as trutiyanda. It's different from trutiyanda or the same as prasamanda. Now what happens is, this is a vikalpa of this vikalpa. So this is in the place of what we call adjective and this is in the place of substantive. This is called Visheshana and this is called Visheshya because this is qualified by that Vikalpa. So this Vikalpa becomes Visheshana and this becomes Visheshya. Because this one qualifies that it is a vikalpa of this. And therefore, this becomes like a quality or attribute or vishesha, an adjective. And that this becomes that which is qualified. This becomes a qualification. This becomes that which is qualified. The question is, is this vikalpa the same as that vikalpa? Or is it different? First question. 
if this vikalpa is the same as that vikalpa, then the visheshana is the same as visheshya. Visheshana also is called adheya. And this is called adhara. It's simple. Adhara means that which is the locus and that which is the quality. So quality such as good or bad must have a locus. So that quality is that which rests upon the locus. The goodness rests upon the good person. So goodness is the quality which has its locus upon good. So if this Prasamanta Vikalpa is Visheshana or quality, then it, it, some, it is something that rests, is called Adhya, and something upon which it rests is called Adhara. Adhya, that which rests, like table is Adhara, the book is called Adhya. Similarly also, the substantive is called Adhara, and the adjective is called Adhya. This Adhya, if this Vikalpa is the same as that Vikalpa, in that case, Adhaya is the same as Adhara, meaning that it is resting upon itself, which is not proper. This is the called Atmashraya Doshaha. The adjective resting upon itself is called Atmashraya, means resting upon itself, compared to my riding on my own shoulders, you know. Svaskanda Arohanam, they call it in Sanskrit, riding on my own shoulders, because this Visheshana, and this Visheshya, both are one, then this one is riding upon the other, uh, riding upon itself, this called Atmashraya Doshaha. The logical defect of one depending upon oneself. And that means, that doesn't make sense. <coughs> Alright, then if this Vikalpa is different from that Vikalpa, then the question is, alright, now what happens is Vikalpena Sahavartadevi Savikalpaha. This vikalpa is different from this vikalpa. Now please tell us now that if this vikalpa in a sahavar, that which obtains which vikalpa, whether this vikalpa itself is savikalpa or nirvikalpa. This vikalpa, is it savikalpa or nirvikalpa? This is something called Savikalpa Brahman, which has a Vikalpa. Please tell us whether this Vikalpa is Savikalpa or Nirvikalpa. Now, if this is Nirvikalpa, then Nirvikalpa Savikalpa becomes again a contradiction. So this means Savikalpa. If this is Savikalpa Savikalpa, then you have to now answer whether this Savikalpa, which is again a Vikalpa, is the same as this Vikalpa, is the same as that Vikalpa or they are all different. If this vikalpa is the same as that vikalpa, then what happens? This You call this one, you call this as two, and you call this as three. If one and three are the same, then three depends upon two, two depends upon one, but one is the same as three, and then three depends upon two, and two depends upon three. You follow? 
because 3 is A, 1 is also A, and 2 is B. If you say that A depends upon B, and B depends upon A, then A depends upon B, and B depends upon A. To prove A, you take resort to B. To prove B, you take resort to A. This is called Anyonya Ashraya, depending upon each other. Like saying, uh, where is that store? It is just across opposite to railway station. Where is the railway station? It is opposite to store. So when somebody says that, then you, you can't arrive at this. Because when you say where is the store? Opposite to railway station. Okay, you have certain kalpana now. The railway station is here, store is there. Now where is the railway station? Opposite to store. So for arriving at railway station you require store. For arriving at the store you require railway station. This is called Anyonyasaya. It leads you nowhere. Where is the store? Where the store is. That is called Atmasaya. That you don't arrive at. Where is the store? Opposite railway station. Where is the railway station? Opposite the store. It is called Anyonyasaya. Again you don't arrive at anything. <coughs> then he says, no, no. We don't say that this is A. This is C. This is yet a different thing. If it is C, then we must determine what the C is. You see, for determining A, you must know what is B. For determining B, we must know what is C. Now to determine C, we have to ask another question. Is it Savikalpa or Nirvikalpa? That Vikalpa. Is it Savikalpa or Nirvikalpa, you know? Again, Again, nirvikalpa, it cannot be because vikalpa of nirvikalpa doesn't make sense, is vyahadi. It's savikalpa. Then this is D. Now, you determine what is D. The question is the D the same as A or different from A? If D is the same as A, then what happens? A depends upon B, B depends upon C, C depends upon D, which again is A. Then you come in a circle. This is called a circular problem. That who is this fellow? You know, what, where is this place? Opposed to that. Where is that place? Across that. Where is this? Across this. And this is what you call a circle. This is called Chakratmaka Dosha or a circular problem. You want to arrive at this. This is how your intellect will work. You heard that there is something called D. What is that? Well, that depends. That is, uh, that depends. I mean, there is something called A. What is that? That depends upon B. What is that? That depends upon C. What is that? That depends upon D. What is the D? Same as A. Your mind comes back here. Like the loop in the computer, you know. It goes round and round and round. Do loop. Say that again. Sometimes the thing gets locked up. Goes round and round. Because in the do loop, if you come back to the same thing as before, you started with, you go round and round. So you come back to the same thing as started with, go round. This is called Sakrat Magadosha. This is no, no, B is not the same as A. Then what is it? Then, is it Savikalpa or Nirvikalpa? Then you arrive at another E. Is E the same as A? Then again the same chakra is not. Then E is depends upon F. F depends upon G. And this is what we call Anavastha or Ad Infinitum. And therefore, anything you imagine, there is some kind of logical... 
and this is not simply an argument meaning as long as some logical defect is there so long you cannot arrive at a thing you cannot prove something or your buddhi will not be able to arrive at a knowledge arrive at any vyavahara if any of these logical doshas are there the fact that vyavahara takes place that means that there is no logical dosha that means that it cannot be this meaning that sarikalpa sarikalpa ha cannot be or nirvikalpa sarikalpa also cannot be and therefore your vikalpa whether brahman is sarikalpam or nirvikalpam itself doesn't make sense because it leads to all this kind of doshas adaratma ashraya or anyonya ashraya or chakratmaka or anavastha chakratmaka up to four anavastha beyond that it goes on ad infinitum so these are the problems that arise in your very question these problems arise so first clarify what your question is or understand the nature of your own questions which involves these logical defects <coughs> now with that you can read the sanskrit easily so says in the last line of page 24 tathahi sarikalpasya vikalpah iti yatra vikalpena sahavartate okay vikalpena sahavartate iti sarikalpah iti trutiyanta vikalpa padena vikalpena is what trutiyanta vikalpa pada that word which ends in trutiya prathamanta vikalpa padena cha what is it sarikalpasya vikalpah that vikalpa is prathamanta vikalpah and the vikalpa containing savikalpa is trutiyanta in the word savikalpa there is a word vikalpa and what is it trutiyanta ending in third case because vikalpena saha vartate it is savikalpam so the word vikalpa that is contained in the word savikalpa is trutiyanta and savikalpa savikalpa that second vikalpa is what prathamanta <coughs> trutiyanta vikalpa padena प्रथमांत विकल्प पदेन च एक विकल्प अभिधीयते द्वौवा मीनिंग दैट द विकल्प विच इज प्रथमांत एंड द विकल्प दैट इज तृतीयांत आर द बोथ वन और टू डिफरेंट एक चेत स्वयं एक विकल्पाश्रय विशेषणतया आश्रय तदाश्रित विकल्प चेत तदा आत्माश्रयता If both are one, एक अहेव चेत स्वयं एक अहेव विकल्प आश्रय विशेषणतया आश्रय तदाश्रितो विकल्प चेत वी सेट दैट दैट विकल्प इज आश्रित और आधेय दिस विकल्प इज आश्रय और आधार सो विकल्प आश्रय विशेषण तया आश्रय वन सेम विकल्प बिकम्स आश्रय इन एज मच एस इट इज दश्रय ऑफ द विशेषण same vikalpa becomes also the ashrita and so ashrita and ashraya aadhara and aadhaya that which depends and that upon which something depends if both of them are one then it is atmashraya dosha like a child will say please please take this eat this i don't want to eat why because that's all you know why because there's no reason there because i say that Why don't you want to do it? Because I say that. That's all. That is called atmashraya. Why do you say that? Because I say that. This is what atmashraya. Meaning that there is no logic behind it. There is no rhyme and reason behind it. Just I say. 
So, I just say, I prove myself. Then that is called Atmashraya. So, that is a dosha. There must be some reason why you do anything. If you cannot give reason, that means that what you do doesn't make sense. And so, that is Atmashraya. Dvauchet. <laughs> if you say that Trutiyanda Vikalpa and Prasmanda Vikalpa are different, Dvauchet. Trutiyanda Shabda Nirdishtasya Vikalpasya Vikalpa Rupatvat. That Vikalpa which is Trutiyanda, itself being a Vikalpa. Tad āśrasyābhi savikalpatvāt tad viśeshana bhūto vikalpaha kim prasamāne shabdhanidhishtahe vikalpa utatābhya manyaha Meaning, since this vikalpa also is a vikalpa, therefore it also should be based on another savikalpa, then this vikalpa is the same as A or is it different? Tad viśeshana bhūtaha vikalpaha, this one, kim prasamāne nidhishtahe vikalpa, that first one, or is it different? Adye anyonya ashrayata, as we said, A depends upon B, B depends upon C, C is the same as A, becomes anyonya ashrayata. Dvitiya B, if you say that this vikalpa is different from that vikalpa, dharma visheshani bhuto vikalpa kim prasamanta shabda nirishtaha udatebhya anyaha. Again, this vikalpa is it the same as that or different? Then you have what we call Chakratmakada. Adye Chakrakapatihi, Dvitiya Tasyapi, Anyasya Tasyapi Anyasiri, Anavasthapadaha. If this vikalpa is not that that one, then it will depend upon yet another vikalpa, which depends upon yet another vikalpa to arrive at, and that is what we call Anavastha or ad infinitum, infinite regression. <coughs> it is therefore, this question itself doesn't make sense. And therefore, we are not obliged to answer this question. If the question is sensible, then we can give an answer. Meaning that his question is answered by question. This is called Jatyuttaram or Asaduttaram. Asaduttaram means a false answer in keeping with the question. That Swami must have told you about the uh, Ustra Lakutika, like a uh, camel, is, uh, you know, when they ride the camels and there is all kind of burden on the camels when the camel doesn't behave properly the fellow is riding the camel takes a stick out of that which is burden, you know loaded upon the camel takes the very same stick and controls the camel <coughs> or beating with the same stick beating with his own stick as they say also so he uses he's, he's very smart so by his own smartness you can show the fallacies in his question so this is the answer given and this is not really, this is not an answer given just to shut him up, but to show him that there are real problems, moment you imagine the ultimate reality to be with attribute. Because if you say Ishwara is with attribute, he is Sarvajnya, Sarvashaktiman, Sarvavyapi, etc., that's the ultimate thing. Then who is Sarvajnya? The one with Sarvajnya is he without, without the attribute of Sarvajnyatvam or with, with attribute of Sarvajnyatvam? We will come to that. We will give you another illustration which will make it very simple. <coughs> and so, now the very same thinking that we have done here, he extends it to an actual actual practice. Says here, Na kevalam atraivayadam dushanam apitu sarvatraivam vidavikalva purvakam dushanam prasaratityaha Na kevalam atraivayadam dushanam 
It is not that this dushanam of the logical fallacies are there, not merely in here, in determining the vikalpa of this avikalpa. Apitu sarvatra, everywhere, even with the kalpa purvakam dushanam, this kind of a dushana, which imagines, which requires this kalpana of savikalpa or nirvikalpa, this dushana of the logical fallacy obtains everywhere. Where? Says verse 51. <coughs> idam guna kriya jati dravya sambandha vastushu samam tena svarupasya sarvameta ditishyatam Guna Kriya Jati Dravya Sammanda Vastushu In all of these different attributes Idam Samam This Dushana, this logical fallacy Same logical fallacy obtains everywhere Tena and therefore Sarupasya Sarametam Etat Idishyatam That all of these actually is Swarupa You know, that is how you have to understand <coughs> So here, now let me do it another simpler exercise and that will clarify what you are saying here. <coughs> hmm? Is it possible to preserve this? Oh, that's what it is, I see. What do you do with that? A lot of this one here. You pull this out. Yeah, it is good, I'm screwed. Gandhavati Prithivi, simple. Prasad means earth. Earth is fragrant. Earth is fragrant. Gandha, the fragrance or the smell is supposed to be the quality of earth. Sound is supposed to be quality of space. Touch is supposed to be quality of air. And so also Gandha or smell is supposed to be the quality of Prasadhi. So what is Prasadhi? Gandhavati. That which is possessed of Gandha. Right? Now question is, is this Prasadhi Sagandha or Nirgandha? Please tell us. You know? Meaning that, is this earth, Sagandha possessed of Gandha or Nirgandha devoid of Gandha? It cannot be Nirgandha because there cannot be Gandha of Nirgandha. And therefore, this earth also must be what? Sagandha. Because Nirgandha Prasvi, Prasvi which is devoid of Gandha, cannot be Gandhavati possessed of Gandha because it is Vyaghada, contradiction. So this Prasvi has to be Sagandha, possessed of Gandha. Now please tell us whether this Gandha of which the Prasvi is possessed is the same as this Gandha or another Gandha. You, now this, is, this can be understood. So that Prasvi is Sagandha, possessed of Gandha. Is this Gandha the same as this Gandha or another one? If it is same, then Atmashraya. Because Sagandha Prithvi is possessed of the same Gandha. In that case, this becomes Atmashraya. If this Gandha is different from that, then again, if that Gandha rests on Sagandha or Nirgandha, Everywhere, of course, Nirgandha we have to reject because it involves a contradiction. So, question is whether this Gandha is the same as this or different? Same as this? Anyonyasya. 
different than yet another question. Is that Gandha? Sagandha Prithvi? Is yet another Sagandha or Nirgandha? Is that Gandha the same as this? Chakratmaka. And yet another one, then it is Anavastha Dosha. So Gandhavati Prithvi. Prithvi is possessed of Gandha. What is that Prithvi? Now imagine in your mind that Prithvi is that substance possessed of smell. Alright. Now smell is different from Prithvi because Prithvi is possessed of the smell, right? So what is Prithvi? Is it with smell or without smell? Without smell? A thing without smell cannot be said to possess smell. So it must be with smell. So imagine that this Prithvi which possesses this smell itself is possessed of smell. Is that smell different from this smell or is it another smell? So in your mind this process will go on for you to arrive at Prithvi. When I tell you that Prithvi is a substance possessed of smell, what will you imagine in your mind? If you try to separate smell and Prithvi, if smell and Prithvi are considered to be separate things, then what is that Prithvi that you have to determine, isn't it? So this is a problem that arises. The moment you try to separate the quality from substance, then the question is, what is the nature of that substance? Is it, does it possess quality or without quality? Without quality, well then it cannot be possessed of quality. If itself is qualified, then whether that qualification is the same as this qualification or another one. If it is qualified, then that qualification again the same or another one. Your mind will work. For you really to arrive at the Prasvi, you will have to go through this process. Otherwise, how will you arrive? What picture will you have of the Prasvi in your mind? You cannot have unless you settle this problem. And so, this is a problem. And you say, take anyway, you know. You say, Kriyavan, you know, Purushaha. This person is active. So activity, the Kriya and the person are separated. Now is this person active or inactive? If he's inactive, cannot be possessed of activity. If he's active, then that activity here is the same as this activity or different. Same kind of problems will come. So whether it is Jati, Guna, Kriya, Sambandha, anything you take, when you want to understand, when you want to arrive at the locus of that jati or kriya or guna or samanda. This man is a driver, possessed of the action of driving, alright. In your mind you try to separate the driving from the driver. Because now you want to understand, he is asking the question, is your Brahman Savikalpam or Nirvikalpam? So also we say he is a driver. Who is the driver? The one possessed of the action of driving is called driver. Hmm? Who is that one? Who is supposed to be possessed of the action of driving? Is that one inactive or active? Is that activity same as driving or another one? If same as driving, then one possessed of the activity of driving is called driver. You come back to the first statement. If that activity is different, then alright. If that activity, that different activity, does it rest in a person with activity or without activity? If it rests in another activity, is that activity the same as the second one or the first one or different? You see, now you can think 
in your room, whether can you arrive at a driver separate from driving? Can you arrive at earth separate from Gandha? Can you arrive at flower separate from flowerness? If flowerness is the quality of flower, all right, what is the nature of that flower which is devoid of the quality of flowerness? Can there be? Can there be a flower without the quality of flowerness? Can there be a driver without the quality of driving? Can there be earth without the quality of Gandha? There cannot be. You follow? You cannot separate the two. Meaning that both of them are one alone. So Gandha is the Swarup of Prutvi, not a quality of Prutvi. So they, they cannot be separated, you know. <laughs> That is what this verse says, you know. Tena svarupasya sarametam iti ishyatam. Idam gunakriya jati dravya sammanda vastushu. This idam, this particular defect, logical fallacy, will be there in gunakriya jati dravya sammanda vastushu. <coughs> says the tikaga idam, idam means vikalpa dushana jatam. All these different host of these logical fallacies, namely atma shraita, etc. Gunakriya jati dravya sammanda vastushu Gunadi sammandanteshu panchasu vastushu Samandar vastu means vishesha, all these attributes These attributes namely guna, guna quality is an attribute Kriya, activity is an attribute like driver, cook Jati, jati means the species like the cowness, partness, this is called jati Cow possesses possess jati, cowness Man possesses jati, humanness, or whatever. Can you separate cowness from cow? That cow which is possessed of cowness, is it with jati or without jati? If without jati, then without jati cowness cannot be possessed with jati called cowness. A cow without jati cannot be possessed with jati of cowness. If you say cow, cow is with jati, then that jati is the same as cowness or another one. Same as then again you come to the same problem, first one. Second, and then you start the series of all these fallacies. So you cannot separate guna from the substance, cannot separate kriya from the substance, cannot possess separate jati from the substance, you cannot separate them. After separation, you cannot arrive at the original substance which is possessed of this. And therefore, Vedantins do not accept the duality between guna and guning. The Nayaikas accept, they say Guna is different, Guni is different. But we don't accept because if Guna is different from Guni, then all these problems will arise. <coughs> so, Yastathahi, Gunaha, Kim Nirguna Vartate, Athava Gunavati. Please tell us, a Guna or a quality, does it abide in something that is without quality or something with quality? Kriyapi, Kriya Rahite Vartate, Kriyavativa. Or actions such as driving or cooking, does it abide in the one who is possessed of kriya or devoid of it? Adya <coughs> vyagataha. If you say that the guna decides in something that is devoid of guna, nirgunam, then there is a contradiction. Anyatra atmashrayadaha iti. And if you say that the guna decides in something which itself is sagunam, then all these other doshas, all that we discussed, will come along. It is sarvatrach evam uhyam. This is how you must argue, you must see 
in every case. Ask these questions whether that sajadiyam, whether, whether is it in, is in sajadiyati, whether it is in sajadi or jati rahita. Everywhere the same problems will arise. Then the fellow is now totally taken aback. Nanu, idam asaduttaram che, this answer is not right. You are not answering my question. You have dismissed my very question at all. Kim saduttaram, if my question is not proper, then what should be the proper question and what should be the proper answer? Iti ashankyaha tena, tena evam vikalpasya asangatvena, tena means what? Evam vikalpasya asangatatvena. Since this vikalpa, all this question pertaining to whether the locus is possessed of the guna or devoid of the guna, since that itself is, doesn't make sense, Etat gunadikam sarvam sarupasceti ishyadam. Let us say that guna is swarupa of the thing and not something different from the locus. Meaning that a quality cannot be separated from the locus, a kriya cannot be separated from kriyavan or anything, and then we have to say that partness is not the quality of part, partness is swarupa of the part. Sarupasyadi ishyatam. Gunadeha sarve vastu sarupa vartante idabhipraya. So Ganda is not the quality of Prasvi. Ganda is the very nature of Prasvi because Gunadeha, all this Gunajati Kriya Samanda, all of them vastu sarupa vartante. They abide in the very nature of the thing. You cannot separate that from the thing. Idabhipraya. So you cannot have this vikalpa. You cannot have the separation of duality between guna and guni, etc. This is the whole idea. So we don't accept duality. And therefore, ultimately, you will wind up with non-dual alone. <coughs> and that is what will be the conclusion in the next mantra there. Om Purnamadaf Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutau Vande Bhagavanta Upunapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmeti Murti Veda Vivagine Vyoma Vadyapta Dehaya Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om